What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of High First. Of course, I'm your host, Gary D. here yet again. We're going solo this time. Uh, just trying to get my brother on, but he has a lot to take care of, a lot to do. But we're hopping straight into this thing because I am pissed. Why? Because the Hornets don't have a single all-star this year, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, just take this into account, guys. LaMelo Ball has been balling this year, no pun intended, but to average just under 20 points with 19 and a half this year, seven assists, seven rebounds. Man, I would say you're an all-star, you know? Honestly, like, it, it'd be pretty clear to me, but I don't want to disrespect uh, Darius Garland, Fred Van Vliet, Chris Middleton, all those guys deserving awesome that they made it. I'm happy for them. But LaMelo Ball arguably had better averages than all those guys. To start with the most seasoned player in Chris Middleton out of those three. About 19 and a half points, five and a half rebounds, five and a half assists. LaMelo Ball's numbers are better. Now, you know, all around game, two-way player, Chris Middleton all day. No matter how big of a Hornets beat reporter I might be, you know, real recognizes real. But on the offensive side of the ball, I might be able to make it a little argument because Lomelo dictates pace. He's the point guard, a uh, better playmaker for sure. You know, like in terms of shooting, edge to Chris Middleton, but anything playmaking related goes to Lomelo Ball, the point guard. He dictates the pace, he has the keys to the offense. He makes sure they, they run like a well-oiled machine. Chris Middleton doesn't have to do that. <laughs> so that's my argument for that. Darius Garland, first-timer. under two, Well, right, right at 20 points. Eight assists. Has Cleveland in the playoff picture. No play-in, playoff. Love his game. Every Cleveland game that I've seen, Darius Garland has hooped. Like a five- to seven-year veteran. Like he looks good. I'm glad that he's flourishing in Cleveland. And I'm even glad that Cleveland has a representative for their team. I really am. Like, it's it's awesome because they're, they're hosting the event. It's always cool to have your hometown all-star there. Just like when it was here in 2019 or Charlotte in 2019, Kemba Walker was the representative. Awesome shit. But Darius going over LaMelo. Again, 19 and a half, seven rebounds. Almost eight assists for LaMelo. Like, man, it's it's hard. Like, if you were to do a survey today, I think the scales would tip in favor of LaMelo Ball. I think a lot of people would rather, rather have his floor game, his court vision, his ability to elevate his team over Darius Garland. And, like, again, no knocks on him. Darius Garland is going to be a great player in this league. And now the whole world knows that because Cleveland's actually succeeding post-LeBron era. So I'm really like, actually, I'm proud of this guy, you know, like watching him back at Vandy when he was playing in college. I liked his game being a high draft pick. Everybody doubted that him and Sexton would be a good fit, that they wouldn't do anything. Sexton goes down, Darius takes the keys and he runs. Now Colin Sexton looks expendable. So like, man, I'm happy for him. But again, I think on both sides of the ball, LaMelo might be a better player. Both guys aren't exactly the most stouted defenders, but come on, man. Come on. Let's, let's just be real. Who would you rather have on your team? Hornets fan or not beat reporter or not like 
the only people that would probably say Darius is probably the people in Cleveland. But I'm not saying like LaMelo's head over heels better than Darius Garland, but I think there's a little bit of a gap between the two. Same thing for Fred Van Vliet. Another first time, undrafted, all-star. Awesome. That's good news right there. I'd love to see that for him. 21 points a game, seven assists. LaMelo's numbers are still better, despite Fred averaging more points. LaMelo's a better player. Six, seven frame, can guard up to multiple positions probably at some point in his career if he actually locks into the defensive side of the ball. Like, it's a no-brainer to me. LaMelo should have been an all-star. Even Miles Bridges, uh, throwing him into this because he should have deserved some recognition for this weekend too to be, to be inside the all-star weekend in Cleveland. Uh, 20 points a game, seven rebounds, over three assists a game. Like, Miles has taken leaps. He's been in the most improved conversation all season long. He's had a handful of 20-point games, like, consecutively at that couple 30-point games. Like, Miles Bridges probably guards the best player on your favorite team every night. Like, he's he's been everything that the Hornets needed this season. Tim, for him to take that step up, takes the pressure off for Gordon Hayward. Takes the pressure off of Terry Rozier. Takes the pressure off LaMelo Ball. The whole team. So to have no representative, and out of all the Eastern Conference teams, Charlotte's the only person, the only team in the playoff picture that doesn't have a representative in the All-Star game. Every other team is represented that's in the top eight right now. Yeah. It's, it's blasphemous, but hey, it I don't know. I'm lost for words at that, especially not so much for Miles, even though I think he deserves it. I'm more hurt for LaMelo because he's really he's really did everything. He fits the criteria for the All-Star game. Like, hands down, like, everybody knows it. Every star probably knows it. And, like, listening to the reveals on TNT, man, it was it was tough not to see just a Charlotte, Charlotte Hornet being in there. But I'm going to let it go because – I think LaMelo Ball is going to ball out in the Rising Stars game. Since being snubbed, you know, usually see players go on a tear of games. Like I remember Devin Booker being an alternate last year or the year before, whatever it was, and he was going crazy. I'm expecting to see the same thing from LaMelo Ball. They have a rough stretch of games coming up on a Friday night here. They're playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they have the Heat coming up soon, the Grizzlies coming up. So a couple of good playoff teams right now where they need to impose their will. They need to show them like, hey, man, we're the Hornets and we deserve to have one of our guys inside the All-Star game. So for LaMelo going, still going to All-Star weekend to be a rising star, that's cool. It's good recognition for a 20-year-old kid. But I think he's going to be the MVP because he's going to make sure, you know, like I should have been playing in the main event. I should have been, you know, I should have had Garland spot or Van Vliet or Middleton spot. Me, because my numbers are better. Because I think right now I'm a better player. He's that confident. And I really believe that he'll go out there and ball out. Anyway, moving on from all that mumbo jumbo. Like I said about their rough stretch of games, it's going to be huge for their playoff push that's coming up. Uh, They're currently seated at the A spot right beneath the Raptors. The Raptors overtook them with the win against the Bulls last night. Uh, So it's going to be very interesting to see how they progress throughout the season. Uh, the the Hornets have done a great job of staying inside the top six, really. They haven't felt this low in a minute, but they're in a good place right now because they have about 24 losses. I think the, the five seed in the Cavaliers have about 21. 
So you win a stretch of games, especially beating beating the head-to-head matchups, owning tiebreakers over them just in case you guys tie for whatever reason you can get the higher seed. This is a huge stretch of games for them. Even, even a team like Miami is like being at the one spot is cool, but it's still within shouting distance for a team like Charlotte. Like the playoff push down this stretch is going to be real interesting, especially as we close in closer and closer to All-Star Weekend. So I'm looking forward to to these last few games of uh of this month of February, honestly. Like, yeah, it just started, but come February 20th to, to the 27th, that type, dang, that type of stretch leading into March, it should be interesting. Like, the Hornets should should slot themselves well because by March, it's time to go. That's that's your playoff time. That's your playoff picture in a lot of teams' head, heads. So the Hornets have plenty of time to get their stuff together and actually figure things out. But again, they should still make it. And to kind of wrap this up, of course, you know how burst, you know how I do, guys. Um, will the Hornets trade anyone? I've seen seen somebody DM me that question uh, not too long ago. With the deadline being on the tenth coming up here, you know we've we've had talks on this podcast about PJ Washington being up for grabs, possibly Cody Martin, maybe Kelly Oubre. The only untouchables that I really foresaw or foresee now would be Lamelo Ball and Miles Bridges. Everybody else, including. Terry and Gordon Hayward, expendable if they find the right deal. But to be honest with you, as the deadline gets closer and closer, a lot of teams are scared to pull the trigger come a trade deadline time. A lot of teams don't want to. You know, they think they think they're a good standing or they'll be able to make a last minute push with the guys that are that they have. Other teams, of course, like the Lakers, they need to be very active. They need to make sure that they probably get another piece to actually solidify that they can make it into the playing game. Like that's how bad or tumultuous their season has been this year for the Hornets though. I don't think they make a trade. Uh, PJ Washington was the biggest trade chip, but still young, you know, Cody Martin, another good piece that you kind of want to keep on your team because he does impact winning, even though his stats don't show it in the box score. So personally, I, I think they stay pat. If they do make a trade, it'll be for for a center. I think I think Mason will be packaged up with PJ and maybe even Cody, unfortunately, for a guy like Miles Turner or somebody of that type of mold, a shot blocking five that could, you know, step up and hit some shots. But the Hornets might have to give up a little too much. Do you really want to give up PJ when he could pretty much play three through five for you in this new type of NBA scheme? Cody Martin. Like again. Just a good defensive player, a good playmaker at times, and he can knock down an open shot. So the Hornets kind of have their hands tied where I can see Mitch Kupchak on the fence about this, wanting to either stay pat and see what this young group could do and maybe in the offseason try to make some trades or swing for the fences, make the postseason now, you know, like try to get a last piece or two to make sure that you can actually cement your your team's uh, postseason ticket so you can actually stamp that postcard saying that, hey, we're going to be playing come come May, come late April. We're going to be there. So it's kind of interesting. The ball's, of course, in Mitch Kupchak's uh, court being the GM of the team, but I don't foresee any trades really happen. I think the Hornets would be a little too hesitant, especially with the type of success that they've had this year. This is the best stint of basketball they, that they've played in the last four years. Uh, even when Kemba Walker was still still a member of the Hornets. So 
I think they stay packed. I think everything's going to stay together. I really like this young group, and it looks like James Rego does too. Uh, keeping a bunch of young guys together isn't a bad thing. That's how Golden State got it going. Uh, young Clay Thompson and young Steph Curry, Draymond. Then you added in other pieces. Look at Milwaukee. Giannis, Chris Middleton. You make a couple trades here and there, and look, boom. You end up with Drew Holiday. You end up with Brooke Lopez. You win a title. Same thing with Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Michael Bridges. You add a couple pieces. Well, obviously, the point guard and Chris Paul, you make it to the finals. So, like, if they just cultivate this talent for the next, you know, year or so, I wouldn't doubt that we could see the Hornets, you know, make a run at the ECF or maybe even go to the finals, depending on who they pick up. So that's that's the that's the beauty of having young talent and actually knowing how to groom it and grow it. And I think right now the Hornets have done a great job with that. Again, Lamelo and Miles should have been all-stars. So that goes to show you that at this early stages in their career, Lamelo being in his second season, Miles being in his fourth, the Hornets have done it the right way. PJ Washington is good, is a real good complimentary piece for them. You know, still being early 20s, I I think it's it's great that they still have him on roster. Cody Martin's still great to have him on roster. Like, very young team. James Booknight even is going to be a good player in this league. I believe that one day. So the nucleus is there for the Hornets. It's pretty much the balls in their court. It's all up to them what they want to do and how they want to do it. But that's pretty much it for today. Just wanted to get the all-star shit off my chest. That really pisses me off. But mark my words, LaMelo Ball will go crazy in the Rising Stars game. I'm predicting... 20 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, triple-double. Just kill it. These next stretch of games leading up to the All-Star game as well. He's going to have big games. But that's it for me, guys. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week. Again, love y'all. I'm first. We out.